your energy definitely speaks louder than your words. So if you're launching something new every couple of months, people are still going to follow you because they are obsessed with you, not necessarily because you have something to offer to them. Welcome to the Nurture Your Power podcast. My name is Akila Ansar, and I'm a natural nurturer, an empathetic soul, and lover of all things personal growth and development. If you are looking to discover, own, and nurture what's already within you, then you're in the right place. My goal of this podcast is to help you realize your true beauty and power. Get ready to become an even better version of you. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to season two of the Nurture Your Power podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Akila Ansar of NurtureYourPower.com, and I'm really excited to start off these episodes of talking about self-awareness. And today, I have a guest, Kalandra Martin of KalandraMartin.com, and she's going to be talking to us about self-awareness as it relates to branding and design for your business. So I'm going to jump right into the episode. Kalendra's going to start off by sharing her story and I know that you guys are going to enjoy this. So if you are an entrepreneur trying to develop a brand or maybe rebrand um, or kind of just figure yourself out a little bit and how to build a personal brand, then definitely tune into this episode. This episode is sponsored by the NYP Agency. The NYP Agency is a digital marketing agency that I created for online product-based businesses. My purpose is to help creative entrepreneurs scale their business through online marketing. I want to give you more time to get creative, explore new product ideas, and even get more offline opportunities. If you'd like to see an increase in your connections, engagement, and audience size in order to boost your sales, head over to nurtureyourpower.com agency. You can have fresh content and build a community that is authentic to your brand. The vision you have for your business is our number one priority. Hi, Kalandra. Thank you so much for being on the Nurture Your Power podcast. I'm excited to talk about brand clarity and self-awareness with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. This is my favorite topic. Uh, (laughs) I get all nerdy about it, so I'm very excited to be here. Perfect. So can you kind of just let my audience know um, what it is that you do and how you help people and how did you get started with it? Yeah, so I specifically help visionary female entrepreneurs create their brand and then translate their vision through the design and the aesthetics of their business. Um, So things like their website and their social media platforms. Um, And my journey in entrepreneurship kind of started in the opposite direction of where I am now. I started out in network marketing Mm -hmm. um, as a health coach, which turned out to be not very aligned with who I really am. And so every step along the way has kind of been an evolution of finding me. And that's what led me to branding. And along the path, everybody had been telling me that, you know, my designs were really great. And it came really naturally to me. And it was really a matter of just owning up to what I was really good at and accepting my own natural gifts. Um, 
and really having fun with the process too. I think that one of the key things for me was taking away the strategy that you see and you learn about and really just stepping into what felt good. Right. I love that. So how do you help other people like fine tune their brand message or their brand vision? Like I think that for a lot of entrepreneurs, they get really excited about starting their business because they're passionate about one thing or maybe a couple things. But when it comes to creating like a cohesive brand and like putting everything together and working on your messaging and your vision, like how do you help people really fine tune that? Yeah, so really the process that I bring entrepreneurs through when it comes to branding is essentially building a personal brand outside of whatever the product or the service or the offer is. I work with a lot of network marketing professionals. I work with a lot of coaches, but there's always a common theme that underlies everything, which is who are you at your core and what is unique about you that you can bring to the table that will set you apart no matter what industry you're in. Um, so the way that I do that with my clients and with women that I work with is kind of breaking it down into um, some of the things that we wouldn't really think about in business. So things like, what is your natural environment like? Or what gets you really excited? What are your hobbies outside of sitting behind your laptop all day? Um, and really just putting those pieces together and translating them into a visual element so that it's a really powerful brand in the sense that your energy is actually behind it. And I get a little woo-woo about it. <laughs> um, but when it comes to branding, it's so much more than just uh, throwing up a website with pretty colors and grabbing some stock photos. It's a little bit deeper than that. And that's something that is very new to me, that idea that it is more than just the colors that you choose and, you know, the your mood board and things like that. So mm -hmm. do you find that people struggle a lot with kind of figuring out like what their personal brand is? Like what are, what are some of the biggest struggles that people have with that? Yeah, I think that one of the biggest things that all of us come up against, and I know because I've, I did this myself, I struggled for the first two years in creating a business because I was like, well, I don't know who I am and I don't know what I do, um, is the resistance of, well, if I'm myself, am I good enough? Mm -hmm. um, or is that what people really want? And what I have learned kind of the hard way is that if you try to put up a facade or if you're doing something that doesn't totally light you up, um, it's hard to attract the right people into your circle and it's hard to attract the clients that you're looking for. Um, so definitely people feel resistance around that. And I think that's the biggest block. Mm -hmm. um, and then really just stepping into taking the idea of business out of it and really moving more into play and creativity. And um, we all have, you know, in our minds how it's supposed to look and how our business is supposed to be. Um, but really just opening up that conversation of, well, if I could do absolutely anything with my business, how would it look and how would it feel? Um, so those are kind of the two key pieces is that personal inner resistance and then also um, the ideas of what's supposed to be the right way to do it. Right. So I want to know in two different ways what's first because so the first way is I think that a lot of people assume that okay figuring out my brand what colors do I want and you know things like mm -hmm. that. So you talked about you know, figuring out your personal brand and, you know, what is it that you like and kind of figuring out that energy. So what, what is the first step on 
figuring that part out? Yeah, so this is my favorite part of the process, especially if I'm working with a client on this, because sometimes it's hard to get that perspective from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we don't notice our, you know, things that make us unique or our mannerisms or qualities and character characteristics about us. Right. Um, so for women that are just starting to explore the idea of branding, especially personal branding, um, I like to have them look at a few different areas. The first one being their environment. So do you love to be out in nature? Are you somebody that loves to, you know, be in the woods? Or are you somebody that loves an urban setting? Maybe you live in a city, um, cute little coffee shops, things like that. And starting to pick out the aesthetics of those places because that really will play a key role in kind of the color palettes and the filters that you can use on your photos so it's translating the environment Um, and then the other thing is hobbies Mm -hmm. so outside of our businesses whatever our area of expertise is we all have something that we love for me it's dog rescue Um, you can't see on the podcast recording, but I'm wearing my dog rescue shirt. It's something that I do outside of my business almost full time. Um, And it is something that I incorporate into my branding. People know when they see me um, that I'm a dog person, right? Um, So it's something that sets you apart. Maybe it's um, pottery or I don't know, maybe you're really excited about getting involved in kids' activities activities for your children so it's really just looking at what your hobbies are outside of that and kind of incorporating those into things like stock photos um, or maybe even a professional brand photo shoot got it so the other thing that I want to know what's first is when you realize or when you're working with a client and um, you as you know their coach realizes Mm -hmm. that there's some resistance against like you know am I good enough as I am or you know am I is it you know, okay for me to be who I really am. How do you get past that resistance? Yeah, so in my own experience, it's been a lot of small actions forward that were uncomfortable. Um, Something that I do in my own community is a Facebook Live challenge. It's a series where I encourage entrepreneurs to get their faces on live. Um, And the reason that I do that is because in order to move past resistance, we have to start taking the baby steps. So maybe you have resistance of going live, or maybe you have resistance of sharing your website that you've been working on for months. Um, How can you take a small action step, whether it's showing somebody in your industry the back end and saying, hey, you know, how does this website make you feel? How does that look? Or it's getting on a two-minute video and then maybe even deleting it after. Mm -hmm. Um, So really just identifying what the small steps are so that you can start to build the confidence in growing your brand. Um, And it also helps you find the messaging in that too. I know in the beginning I was like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about. I don't know, you know, how to teach people this. Um, And along the way in talking about it and sharing my content, I got feedback from my audience that helped me craft kind of what my core message is and what's unique about my brand. I love that. So you talked a little bit about how you started with network marketing and now you do branding so you mentioned like this evolution of finding yourself what did that look like for you 
Oh gosh. <laughs> it looked like a lot of failing forward. It looked like um, a lot of passions bundled into one hot mess over a course of two years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started out in the online space, I knew that there was the potential of having an income through growing a business online. I was really, really drawn to the idea of the time freedom. I was a brand new mom at the time um, with my first child. So it was that having that vision in mind really was what pushed me. Um, And then once I got into the online space, I realized how vast it was. Um, I discovered the industry of coaching, whether it's life coaching or business coaching. And um, there were so many different opportunities. So I was pulled in a lot of different directions. Mm -hmm. Um, I toyed around with coaching moms on time management. And it was really a matter of exploring and being curious as to what lit me up in order to kind of fall into the place of what I do now that I'm beyond obsessed with. Um, so reflecting back on that and just trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, how do you know that you've landed home? How do you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing? Um, it's really a matter of identifying whether or not it's something that one is making an income. <laughs> that was a big thing for me in all of the other um you know, explorations that I had in entrepreneurship, none of it was really profitable. Um, And it was also just something that felt like I had to do it. It didn't feel like it came naturally to me. So my journey was a lot of trying things out. It was, you know, launching programs and helping nobody get into them. Um, It was creating content that I felt like I had to sit down and write rather than just having that inspiration and the download come to me. So I think that if it's, you know, somebody who's in the beginning of their journey looking at their brand and they're like, well, you know, I have all of these ideas. I have all these things I'm passionate about. I say go with it. I say let your curiosity run the show. Um, It's one of the reasons why I like to encourage entrepreneurs to have a couple different revenue streams, whether it's a part-time job or um, maybe a network marketing company, because in order to build something really powerful, you have to create the sustainability and allow yourself to play with it. You mentioned two things that I think are so important. One is failing forward because a lot of people feel like if some people feel like if I fail, then, you know, I'm not doing something right instead of how can I tweak this? How can I make this better? And I think the idea of failing forward makes it seem like, you know, it's, it helps you understand that failing is a part of the process. Yeah. I heard a term from somebody a few years ago. I forget who it was. Um, Failure is feedback. And that was a really pivotal moment for me because I was getting frustrated with like, well, you know, when is something going to work? I'm doing the strategies. I'm following all of the, you know, gurus and experts and nothing is working for me. Um, And when I was able to sit back and say, okay, well, what did work? What am I really excited about? taking that failure and reframing that as, you know, okay, I can learn from this. That was what moved me ultimately into where I am now, where I'm just in love with what I do. So another thing you mentioned is like this exploring and how you had to explore and you were trying different things. So something that I've experienced and I'm sure other entrepreneurs have is that when you're in this stage of exploring and trying new things and, you know, allowing yourself to be creative, the feedback you get can be kind of negative is like, you know, you're always doing something different or, you know, like that people can't keep up with all of your ideas. How did you, or did you encounter that? And if so, how did you handle that and be focused on, I'm trying to figure out 
what I want and what I love. And this is a part of the process. Yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest things was that I was my own worst critic. Um, I think from the outside perspective, people probably didn't notice me shifting so much because I was pretty consistent in the visual elements of my brand where I've always used purple and um, your energy definitely speaks louder than your words. So if you're launching something new every couple of months, people are still going to follow you because they are obsessed with you, not necessarily because you have something to offer to them. Um, so when it comes to you know the critics and the people that are like, well, I don't know what you're doing, um, I think that vulnerability is a really powerful element in building trust in your brand and really helping people understand that you have learned, you have lessons that you've learned and that's how you're going to position yourself to help them with whatever you're offering in your business. Right. Um, if I wouldn't have gone through my journey of going from network marketing company to network marketing company and coaching, I wouldn't be able to teach branding because yeah. I had to walk yeah. through that in order to get to where I am now. Got so it. That's all part of the process. Right. Exactly. And I think that when you see experts and gurus and, you know, all the people that are living their success, you see them as having it all figured out and you don't always see the behind the scenes and what happened before and how they got to that place. So it's easy to compare you in the beginning stages. And this is to everyone listening. Don't, don't feel like you have to compare you in the beginning stages to someone that has been doing this for two to six years or you know however long or maybe they have always had this kind of vision for themselves and they're kind of running with that that doesn't mean that your journey has to look the exact same way totally and the other thing too is you know we are observing people in their best light people are posting things on social media that they want you to see so just because you don't see somebody's struggle doesn't mean that they haven't walked that path um, or if they're even walking it at that point somebody that's wildly successful could still be dealing with a lot of inner stuff so it's really just a matter of putting your blinders on and focusing on what is bringing you life and what is getting you excited and sinking into that vision love that so you have a video series on like building your brand vision, is that correct? I do, yes. This is a new um, video series. I launched a brand consistency training a few months ago, but it really was only scratching the surface. And a lot of um, entrepreneurs, when they're just starting to look at their branding, they're wondering, well, you know, putting together a mood board is great, but how do I get to that place? Right. Um, so this right. series is more so what we touched on today of piecing together what your vision for your brand actually looks like and then learning how to turn that into something that you can put, you know, on a Facebook cover or on your website. I love that. So I will link all of that below, but can you tell my audience where they can find out more about you and what you do and how to work with you? Totally. Um, so they can find me pretty much anywhere with my name, which is hard to spell and pronounce. So <laughs> It's calandramartin.com, Calandra, C-A-L-A-N-D-R-A, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. Um, and if you search my name, I'm pretty much the only one out there, so you will find me. <laughs> platform. So I will link everything in the show notes for all of you that want to connect with Calandra. I'm very excited for you all to get this clarity on your, um, on your brand. Um, and then the last question that I have for you is how do you nurture your power? 
There's a lot of different ways. Right now in my business and in my personal life, it is pouring a lot of time into self-care and into the things outside of my business that I really love. Um, in the first couple of years in my business, it was a lot of hustle. It was a lot of doing. And now that I've built this foundation, it's really sinking into what's fun and what's lighting me up. So looking at you know my schedule and going to the beach on a Monday, it's been really <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that was a beautiful answer by Kalandra, but unfortunately, um, the rest of that audio, which is really just us saying goodbye and me thanking her for being on the podcast, which again, thank you so much, Kalandra, for joining us. Um, I was hearing myself double, and I'm not a podcast tech audio technician, um, so I wasn't able to fix that. So I just ended the interview right there. But if you guys want to connect with Calandra and check out her awesome website and um, her training that she has, then I will link everything in the show notes. So thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of season two of the Nurture Your Power podcast. And we'll be back again next week. Thank you.